we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela E. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. The weekend is here. It is absolutely the weekend, man. What's happening, man? I know that's right. How y'all feeling, Mike? Let me shout out to everybody that's been traveling and been been going through horrible experiences at the airport because of canceled flights because of the weather i feel for you yeah you know yesterday i was supposed to come back uh to do the show yesterday actually the day before and my flight got canceled six times must have been delta it was definitely that's all i'm hearing about is delta it what's was, up with delta why delta don't love us definitely delta it was canceled six times i feel like they said like 1700 flights were canceled yesterday or something like that was and it I, the weather it was the weather it was the weather uh i was upset but when I'm in the airport and I see everybody that, you know, I missed work yesterday, but people were missing birthday celebrations, vacations, 
uh, cruises. So from from my little upset, I was like, all right, I'm upset. But then what? You're like, like, damn, I can't go to work. I can't go to work, right? <laughs> but you know, it was it's it's horrible out there, and I don't know why. I've never seen cancer. Is it the gas prices? It's, it's a little bit. I of had everything. somebody that yesterday told me it might. It probably has something to do with gas price too, and it said uh, COVID because pilots, the staffs and pilots yeah, be catching enough, COVID. It's not yeah. enough staff out there, so when when they cancel a flight, usually they can back it up, or there's another plane close by. There was nothing. I had to fly into. Well, if you know, we work out of New York in, in the big airports of LaGuardia, JFK, and Newark. Yesterday, I had to fly into Westchester. You ever flew into Westchester? Never! I did. I did once. It's a really small airport. I didn't even know Westchester had an mm-hmm. airport over there, so I had to fly there and then take a, a Uber all the way you know, home. That's but far for you. Well, not for you, really. No, it took an hour. That Uber was $140. How much? One hundred forty dollars. That's about regular. That's that's about a mile, one mile trip in Uber nowadays. Goodness gracious! Of inflation. Reason. And that was a a, a a small car. It wasn't like a, 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 a Uber XL or anything. Nope, just the the regular degular Uber. But um, so I just want to shout out to everybody traveling. Give yourself a little extra time. Uh, Hey, you can give yourself all the time you want. If that flight gets canceled, it don't matter. You, but, can be, you can be there for two hours early. If the flight ain't going nowhere, it ain't going nowhere. But I will say this. if And this is what, what I've been doing. If a flight is canceled, before you call the airlines, purchase a flight. And I'm going to tell you why. If you call the airline and they put you on another flight, you can cancel that flight. You have 24 hours to cancel the flight and get your money back. A lot of people wait for the airlines. And by the time they're trying to put you on another flight, it takes time. Buy the flight and then you cancel it and you get your money refunded fully. Okay, that's all right. Depending on what airline you're on. No, I thought all airlines do. Gigi actually tried to do that the other day and they don't don't refund your money within 24 hours. But I'm still a little tipsy from last night, so don't don't mind me. You tipsy? What you do last night? Oh man, my um, salute to my good sister friend Zuri Hall. Yesterday was her born day, Mm -hmm. so we had a a little born day celebration for Zuri Zuri Hall last night. Dropping the clues bonds for Zuri Hall. Right there. You did that and watched the game? Yeah, we had the game on at the, uh, the spot. Salute to Narcisse. Narcisse in New York. My man Carlos has a spot in New York called Narcisse. Oh, so man. we had the game on last night. You usually don't do this, old man, so you tired. Your I mean, hurt. well, listen, here's the thing. Staying out late for you mean that I was out from like 7 to midnight, maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> so midnight is late for me. I mean, it's late you know what I mean? So I got in the house about... 12.45, 1 o'clock-ish. So your knees, okay. hurt. your knees hurt right nah, now. I hurt. I'm just tired as hell. <laughs> I'm just tired. I was like, man, I didn't even drink that much. I'm just tired. All like, right. just old and tired. Okay? Uh, all right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what we talking about? got to pee. All right. Well, let's talk about what? Uh, what Biden has to say about stricter gun laws and uh, some things that he's proposing should happen. That was a terror. I, I didn't even know he did that yesterday. He, he did what? Whatever speech he gave you, he gave a speech yesterday. He, some, he addressed the nation. I didn't see that at all. Are he putting sanctions Until on somebody after again? the fact. All right, well, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on, EJ, MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne, the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, the Celtics Woo! won Game One. They beat the Warriors one twenty one oh eight. Did y'all watch the game? Yeah, we watched the game. I went to sleep in the third quarter. I thought the Warriors had it. I was like, God, I'm going to sleep. But I was asleep and I woke up at the end. It was on my TV. So. Yeah. You know, um, as a coach, right? So Steph Curry had 21 in the first quarter, right? He was on fire. He had a hot hand. Would you take that hand out? I don't remember them taking him out. I just think he went He didn't. He went cold in the second quarter, if no, I remember correctly. The second quarter. They took him out? Yeah, they took him out the second oh, quarter. The, whole, okay. for the first uh, eight, I think six minutes of the second quarter, seven minutes of the second quarter, they took him out. But he okay. had 21 points. I'm leaving him in. I'm, he had 21 in the first quarter. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving him in. I got Warriors in six. Might be seven. I, I got Warriors in seven. Maybe. All right. What else you got, Yeezy? All right. Well, Joe Biden yesterday was speaking from the White House Cross Hall. 
and there were candles lit as a backdrop as he was talking about Congress and how they need to act after all of these shootings failed to produce any meaningful new laws. And he also has suggested that they have exhausted their options on executive action to address guns, and they are trying to explore avenues for unilateral action. And here is what Joe Biden had to say about being frustrated about these gun laws and what are some things that can be done. We need to ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. And if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. He also talked about creating new rules for safely storing weapons, enacting new red flag laws that would prevent gun sales to those with criminal records, repeal liability shields for gun manufacturers, and provide more mental health services for students. So a lot of those items currently are unlikely to get approval in the Senate because of the Republicans. And here's what he had to say about communities right now. Standing there in that small town, like so many other communities across America, I couldn't help but think there are too many other schools, too many other everyday places that have become killing fields. After Sandy Hook, after Charleston, after Orlando, after Las Vegas, after Parkland, nothing has been done. Mm, I agree with uh, most everything you said. I don't. I want to. I want to hear more about uh, when you have a criminal record, though, because that's that's broad. What does that mean when you say if you have a criminal record, you can't purchase a gun? Mm-hmm. So what if you got like a, if you got stopped for marijuana back in the day? You know what I mean? Marijuana mm-hmm. possession, something like that. What does well, that mean? he said it's a uh, red flag law, so maybe it's a red flag when you have a criminal record, and then they delve but what deeper is, into it. Yeah, I want to know what does that mean though. And he also went on Twitter and he said, United States government official, this isn't about taking away anyone's rights. It's about protecting children. It's about protecting families. It's about protecting communities. It's about protecting our freedoms to go to school, to a grocery store, to go to church without being shot and killed. And then he also uh, talked about enacting, uh, strengthening background checks and things like that. So. I feel like we have these conversations and we give these speeches every couple of years and nothing ever gets done. Well, the, there was a ban on assault weapons in high-capacity mm-hmm. magazines back in 1994, and it was for 10 years that it was law. Mass shootings did go down, but then Republicans let the law expire in 2004, and those weapons were allowed to be sold again, and that's when mass shootings tripled. Mm-hmm. So over the last two decades... He tweeted out, more school-aged children have died from guns than on-duty police officers and active-duty military combined. So think about that. For God's sake, how much more carnage are we willing to accept? Yeah, I'm just tripping that the president of the United States of America did a primetime address yesterday about something as important as, uh, you know, uh, gun control. And I had no idea until after the fact. The game was on. I, I didn't even know. And, you know, and it's weird, right? Because even the day before... Like, you know, I'm, I'm watching, you know, CNN and mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about the mass shooting that happened in uh, Tulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking about inflation. They're talking mm-hmm. about the midterms, all of this stuff. Then all of a sudden it's breaking news. And you're like, oh, damn, what happened now? Breaking news. The verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is coming down. And then that just, that's all all the news networks right. talked about. It's like, come on, bro. Can American media get its priorities in order? Mm-hmm. Come on, what's really important at a time like this? Do I really care about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? All right, well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Tim. Hey, what's what up? What up, Tim? Get it off your chest, what's Tim. What's up, y'all? Good morning, man. Um, oh, uh, Envy, uh, I came to your um, car show last year in Atlanta. It was great. Everything was great about it. The only thing was missing was food. Man, we had to leave because we was hungry. So I was wondering, <laughs> this year, what would it be different? Y'all have food or maybe outside? I thought I don't know. they had food. We definitely have food in yeah. Atlanta. They have concession stands. The bad thing when you do indoor stuff, you can't control the food. The concession stands is, is what's open. Uh, but what we're going to do this year in Atlanta, we're gonna actually going to have food trucks outside in the front. Um, because oh yeah, I seen the concession. That I mean, I mean, my bad. Food trucks, like yeah. actual hot food. Yeah, now nah, we <laughs> gonna we gonna do food trucks. So what happened with the concession stands? Uh, they control that, but the food trucks, yeah, they 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 allow us to have food trucks this year in the front. So that, that's a good thing. And um, same thing with Houston, we're gonna have food trucks. And uh, Atlantic City, we you know we got it's outdoors, so we could do whatever we wanted. But yeah, they had concession stands. They, they just the building controls that. They won't they won't allow us to control that. I wish we could. Oh yeah, true, true, true. So I see y'all again this year. I got to get my tickets. But um, another thing, man, I'm a single father. I'm not a hurricane. I make a note to what me and my son. We eat good up until Wednesday, but on Thursday we eat noodles. That's cool. Friday we back regular every week. Oh, you living um, check to check is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, um, yeah, man, on my birthday the 18th and Father's Day the 19th, I just wanted to see if anybody wanted to bless a single father. I've been blessing everybody who call up. I don't, I don't care if I'm going to get back. Like I said, I'm not hurting. So if you do, just hit me on the cash up. Uh, money sign, A-I-N-T-R-I-P-P-I-N-5-5. Yes, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Say it again, man. You're confusing It's ain't, ain't. Ain't tripping, 5 5 Ain't tripping, 5 5 Okay. I ain't tripping. I ain't never tripping. A-I-N-T-R-I-P-P-I-N-5-5. Yes. I was like, it, could be, could be, it could be it could be Liz Plank tripping, but no, nah, I ain't gonna say all that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make sure you spell that out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a little something in there. You supported my car show, so I'm gonna throw a little something in there for you, brother. You gonna throw all a little right, something in there, man. A little something in the back door for you, King. Oh, uh, here it, we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I wouldn't even go there. I was avoiding you the whole conversation. <laughs> 
He avoided you. I avoided you. Though. I wasn't even gonna say nothing to you. God knew you were gonna try. <laughs> Sound like you'd be the one trying, you your brother. Name, your name Timothy. Your name Timothy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, cool. I got you, brother. He got All right, you. Man, appreciate y'all. All right, man. Peace. Right. I'll throw a little something there for little Chick Fil A for him. Man. That's right. He threw it back. You throw it for him. Forward. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's uh, Lee from Naptown. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Well, I want to get it off my chest. Well, as I got a question. So I ended up buying a, a motorcycle, and um, it needs to have some stuff that needs to be fixed. I ain't giving you no money for your goddamn motorcycle. We ain't, no, don't, even have, don't even put your cash app out there for that. For I it. see where it's going. No. Listen, no, listen, listen, listen. So, I mean, it's kind of I'm kind of heated, like, trying to keep my cool, because, like, it was some money I was saving up for my birthday. And it was either vacation or get my bike fixed. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get my bike fixed. So apparently all the stuff that the dude said he did, he didn't do all of it. So he got me out of like like damn near 2000 And I took it to a different mechanic. And he said, you know, well, this piece, like, this piece is not new, this and this and this. So I'm just wondering, like, what do I do at this point? Like, sue is there anything I can do? Can't you sue him? Can't you, can't you get I mean, one of these? Don't they got attorneys that handle business like this? Do you have a contract? When you signed it, is there, like, what? Do you have some type like of I written got, anything? Like, 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 I got, like, invoices and stuff, but okay. not necessarily, well, I guess not really necessarily a contract. If, uh, he pr- if he promised you that he was going to do some work and he didn't do the work, I'm sure that uh, there's some legal action to be taken. Have you, looked at, have you looked at the reviews for his company, too, to see what other people are saying? Uh, yeah. I mean... I, I didn't really see too much negativity because I mean I'm I'm normally a person kind of stickler about that. So I did some research and I mean it seemed legit. Okay. But so I took and there's the like, Better Business Bureau too that you can also do a complaint go. there. That's what it's called. There you go. Okay. But I would let him know. I would be like, look, this is what you did not do. And I like to put things in writing. So I would send, I would call and I would send an email detailing what he did wrong, what should have been done, what wasn't done. And also let him know that you do plan to take action. Good luck, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 5-1. Hello, who's this? Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God, this morning. Those what's going on? Oh, King, how you doing, brother? You always get through on a Friday. Right. Uh, I, how y'all doing this morning? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Listen, man, it's time for some bars, man. We gotta bring some bars back to life. That's what I'm talking about. What we got? What we got? OG Rob, let's go. All right, let's go. Listen, this is my beginnings, putting in work, something the best did, paying dues with no shortcuts, building incentives as long as it's breath in my lungs. I'm a blaze the mic, this whole game sounding alike. Y'all on the bar strike, but check this, I'm one of a time. Proving a rare breed like hip-hop on that beat street breaking with stripes on my sleeve, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, I got some, okay, 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 okay. I got some, you ready? Hey, you can smoke a split with a clip, but they're still not mountain high, you know. Oh, I enough to touch. The naughty, nappy, nasty, oh, nasty, nasty trashy, trash. happy, pappy. That's happy to be nappy. What's wide enough to touch? Woo! What? What's wide enough to touch? Don't worry about it. Let me get some. Let me get some. some. Well, today's topic, self-destruction. It really ain't the rap audience that's bugging. It's one of two suckers, ignorant brothers, trying to rob and kiss on one another. What? What happened? It wasn't kiss. It was supposed to be killed. (laughs) What? It was supposed to be killed, not kiss. Oh, wait. These aren't original songs you both did? Huh? (laughs) <laughs> what, that was, what, what's supposed to be thank you OG Rob don't worry about it I, I appreciate you have a good week yes sir you guys had a cipher oh <laughs> alright we were spitting 
on each other. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, Denethia. Hey, Peace, Denethia. How y'all doing? How you doing? Good. Look, I don't even want to be up here long. I'm on my way to work, and I wanted to say my poem this morning. Oh, oh yes. Lord. Let's hear it. Why did you say that? It's entitled Remodeling My Home. <laughs> okay, okay. I like this. I like where this could be going. I need you to have more enthusiasm, though. Sell me, sell me, sell me. Sell it, sell us. I got it, honey. Go. Okay. I had to divorce depression, said goodbye to pain, beat up confusion, and kicked out the rain. Stress tried to stay complaining every day, but I said, don't look at me again. Don't even say hey. Anxiety kept trying to get back in along with this company called Sin and Gloom. Thought she still had a room. But I cleaned them all out with the biggest broom. I heard a knock at the door. It didn't sound the same. I just knew it was lie coming back to play more games. But when I opened the door, peace stood there with ease and comfort followed. Oh, I was so pleased. Power called and said he was on the way. And Joy sent me a card. I got it on Tuesday. Love. Yet it was delayed. Was the only one that prayed. Mm. Grace pulled up in the finest car, healing my heart of the deepest scar. Friendship came running, put her arms around my neck. Her brother came too. His name was Respect. Mercy was so kind, helping me remodel my home. Got rid of all the trash. Now the ugliness is gone. Hey, I like that. I like that. that. Was really I'm not dope. gonna lie. I dig that. I dig that. That was amazing. I dig that. I finally got y'all. I'm so happy. Where can people hear or see some more of your poetry? Well, my my books are on Amazon. Okay. What's the name so, of it? Hey, give us more. It's, it's entitled The Reaper. The okay, Reaper. <gasps> Well, you have a good I'm weekend. So we enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, that. that was I enjoyed that energy this morning. I really did. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes. And let's talk about being a billionaire. Find out who has just joined the Billionaire Club. And this person is also the first active NBA player to become a billionaire. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Uh, Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, LeBron is officially on that billionaire's list, according to Forbes. He's the first active NBA player to become a billionaire. 
He actually just reached that huge milestone after making a reported 121.2 million just last year. So now he joins Michael Jordan as the only other previous NBA player to bring in that amount of money. But he didn't get that money until 2014, which was after he retired. Now, what does LeBron make on the court? Well, he made about $387 million there, but the majority of his money has come from his business deals. Uh, what the heck are you doing? What are you doing, Charlamagne? Goddamn dog over here um, <laughs> scratching himself next to me. Get from around me this morning, man. I don't feel like this. What is wrong with you? Who yeah. dog was that? And if that dog knows what we know, he get away from you. <laughs> what do you know? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> wrong personality. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> All right. So his entertainment company is worth a reported $300 million. That's Spring Hill Entertainment. His stake in Fenway Sports Group is worth $90 million. And his 10% share of Blaze Pizza has grown to $30 million. And he also has a lifetime contract with Nike. Oh, salute to Braun. You know, LeBron, PR team dropped that uh, news first day of the NBA Finals. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> okay. Let y'all know I'm not playing. We've got to keep my name in the conversation. Billionaire Bron. All right. Now, Vivica Fox, she was on the Wendy show, and she was talking about Jada Pickett-Smith and what Jada had to say about Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars with Will Smith having slapped Chris Rock. As you know, Jada Pickett-Smith addressed this on Red Table Talk very briefly. Here's what Jada had to say just as a refresher. My deepest hope is that these two intelligent, capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out, and reconcile. The state of the world today... We need them both, and we all actually need one another more than ever. Until then, Will and I are continuing to do what we have done for the last 28 years, and that's keep figuring out this thing called life together. Now, Vivica A. Fox has commented, and let's not forget, she did work with both Jada and with Will. She was in Set It Off with Jada mm -hmm. and Independence Day with Will Smith, and she did <laughs> say both of those... Charlotte, man, be nice to don't stomp the dog. I'm not stomping the damn dog. I'm stomping well, the dog. Get away from me. What is wrong Come with at. you? Come over here scratching by me. I ain't no goddamn host. Dogs really like you. I, they, they, right. Here we go. He's over here now. You'll be okay. Be now, here's what Vivica A. Fox had to say about what? Jada and Will. I felt to be a good partner, there was no accountability. Will Smith was defending her honor. That was why the reason he walked on stage. Also, let's not forget that Chris Rock was assaulted. We cannot forget that. Mm -hmm. For basically telling a joke that I really felt wasn't that bad. Let's not forget that this show was executive produced by Will Packer, an Afri African American man. This night was a night of African American and diversity for brown and black people that now will forever be scarred. I have love for the Smiths. I know their children. I've watched them grow up. I just wish that we could have had a little bit more accountability for it to not seem so self-righteous. All right, so that was her speak, Vivica Fox speaking on there's, there's really her only, thoughts. There's only one person I want to hear from in regards to this Will Chris Rock situation because it's exhausted. The, the whole conversation is exhausted by now, but there's only one person I'd like to hear from, and that is Mr. Chris Rock. Whenever he comes out with his Netflix special or whatever he's going to do on stage, that's who I'm interested in hearing from. Not even Will? Um, I'm at at some point. Not right now, though. I would at love some to point. hear from Will and, and Chris. All right. Well, let's move on and talk about Nene Leaks. Now, we told you guys this yesterday. She's being sued by her boyfriend's wife, and in the court documents, she's suing Nene for 
alienation of affection and criminal conversation. So Nene Leakes was first linked with her boyfriend, who is um, still married. In December, they went Instagram official December 28th. Uh, Nene shared pictures and videos from their beach getaway. His wife said that she is traumatized by that. Well, uh, since then, uh, Nene has made her comments on Instagram Live, and here's what she had to say. We love y'all. There's so, so much is going on in the world. Let's just try to show each other a little more love. <laughs> and I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's a lot going on. And mm -hmm. I'm already out here a uh, husband still. And this is too much. <laughs> and ain't nobody out here still a husband. Are they? I, I would never. There's too many going around, honey. It's a lot of single people out here last night. I saw a lot of single people in the building mm -hmm. last night. So... Um, I don't think it's nobody want to steal nobody else's problems. I can tell you that, honey. Okay. <laughs> Nini also posted a video in a car. She's listening to Money Long hours and hours with her boyfriend, and he also uh, posted the best you can do to yourself in life not to allow negative people to bring you down to their level just maintain your self-respect and keep away from them know that you can't hang out with negative people and expect to live a positive life don't forget that the less you respond to negative people like my separated the more peaceful your life will become always surround yourself with people who value your worth and if someone doesn't appreciate your presence the best you can do is let them appreciate your absence oh so they separated yeah that's what he's saying oh okay yeah. I mean listen there's two sides there. who knows but if if she's able clearly to clearly they're separated now Nene she that's, is able to. Yes. That's going to be that's going to open up a whole lot of cases. Well, there's oh, yeah. seven different states where you are allowed to do that. So North Carolina happens to be one of those states, and she's suing for a hundred thousand dollars. And it's going to get real petty when uh, the side chicks who didn't know they were the side chick because mm -hmm. this, this guy done lied to them and said he don't got no wife, he don't got no girl, he, he don't got no family. Up? No, I'm saying no. that's going to happen. I guarantee you that's going to happen. He's not saying that situation. Oh. He's just saying in situations. In the future, in the future, side chicks will be suing not only the woman; they're going to be suing <laughs> the guy too. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss E. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? All right, well, they have identified the shooter that uh, killed two doctors and two others at an Oklahoma medical building on Wednesday. And there is a motive. We'll tell you what that is. All right, we'll get into all that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Father's Day is right around the corner. Give dad or that special king in your life the glow of butter. Get a free sample size of their best-selling treatment kit when you spend $50 or more. Go to butterskin.com and use code DAD at checkout. Offer ends June 13th. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand-new series of The Girlfriends. In Season 1, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always gonna have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto O'Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research, conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. 
You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Last night, NBA, the Boston Celtics beat the Golden State Warriors 120 to 108. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you guys watch the game? Did watch the game. I was at a, f- a function. Uh, salute to Zuri Hall, who's uh, celebrating with her last night because it was her born day, but we definitely had the game on. I still got Warriors in six, though. Yeah, Warriors in seven. All right, what else you got, Yeezy? All right, well, we talked about this gunman who killed two doctors and two others at an Oklahoma medical building. This was on Wednesday. And the shooter is Michael Lewis. Police said he killed himself after this happened in Tulsa. Mm, 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 They mm. said he had just earlier that afternoon purchased one of the firearms used in the slaughter, an AR-15-style rifle. He entered the physician's office building at at Tulsa St. Francis Hospital campus late Wednesday afternoon, and he shot his surgeon, Dr. Preston Phillips, and three other people before for shooting himself. Now, officers found a letter on Michael Lewis that made it clear that he came in with the intent to kill Dr. Phillips and anybody who got in his way. He did blame Dr. Phillips for the ongoing pain following his surgery, and so that was a clear motive. The others just stood in the way, and that's why he gunned them down. Lord have mercy. I mean, clearly more than his back was hurting, because that type of rejection, that type of desire to hurt people comes from something way worse than back pain. And I wish someone like him could have dealt with that pain before he decided to projected on us. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about another situation that happened. A convicted murderer who's been on the run, and he's been on the run uh, over a month now. Apparently, I don't know if you guys remember this story, but he was in a van being transported, and he actually stabbed the driver. He somehow managed to get out of his restraints, cut through the metal of the cage inside of the van, and then he attacked the driver who stopped the bus. They got into an altercation. What the hell? Yeah. How did he do all that? Listen, we don't know how he got out of those restraints and cut through and everything. But um, he has escaped since then, and so they did finally manage to find Gonzalo Lopez. He was 46 years old. He was actually killed last night, and this was in Texas. And so apparently they found a stolen vehicle. Uh, They disabled that vehicle with spike strips. That's when gunfire ensued. No officers were injured in this exchange. But they did say that he killed a family of five and stole their truck from a Mm. rural weekend cabin. So That's horrible, man. Yes, they said he he was thought to be hiding in the vicinity of the cabin, and then officers received a call from someone concerned. They hadn't heard from an elderly relative, so officers went to the family's cabin. At about 6 p.m. last night, that's when they found the bodies of one adult and four minors. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. God damn it. Those drivers and those, when they transport, they don't have weapons? Um... I would think that they would, but maybe it was just something that was so uh, caught him off guard. They said he got he got through his hand and leg restraints. He cut through the metal of the cage, crawled from the bottom, and then attacked the driver. How big is this van, though? That they they didn't hear him or see him cutting through that's the, what I'm saying. the yeah, cage. They would have to cut through that. Like that's huh? Listen, something I, don't something sound like it's missing from this. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, he was serving a life prison sentence for a 2006 conviction of murdering a man along the Texas-Mexico border. Oh, so he just a murderer. He just a straight killer. Mm. Yeah, they said he was part of the Mexican mafia prison game, and that he had ties in South Texas. Mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. You just gonna leave us with that? Like, damn. Yeesh. All right. Well, when we come back, let's. Yeah, no story the- about puppies and nothing. 
<laughs> Let's open up the you phone lines. You just kicked the dog in here. Eight hundred. You kicked the dog. I did not. That's kick why the dog. Peter be calling you all the time. I did. I stomped him to get away from me, but I didn't kick him. Angry from Peter. That dog looks dangerous. That okay. dog is not dangerous. Don't it even looks walk. dangerous. I know it quacks. I tell you, it's <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> if a dog come over here, if a, if a dog walks up to you quacking, something wrong. Yeah, the dog. All right? It's just confused. Okay, why would I want a dog quacking next to me? Well, that sounds crazy. The dog identifies as a duck. All right, well, get your duck ass away from me. <laughs> all right, get the duck away from me. All right, well, all right? let's open up the get phone Get the duck out of here. All right, duck off. All right? All right, suck my duck, duck. What is wrong with you? 800-585-1051. Speaking of sucking ducks. All right, let's talk about love languages. I like how that excited you just now. No, he did the wop. That wasn't a wop. That was just the chest roll. He did the wop. Everybody 40 and up, just know Envy did the wop after he said that. That was a chest roll. That was a little body roll. What was the name? What's her name? What's the name of Megan Thee Stallion? Who do the body roll? Tatum. Yeah, I was doing a Tatum body roll. Channing Tatum. Okay. Go ahead. Why are you saying so sexual like that? I did not say it sexual. All right. Well, that's 800-585-1051. We're talking love languages. All right. We was just having this conversation last night at dinner, man. Um, Zuri brought this up at dinner. She asked me and my wife what our love language is. And we had a whole discussion of, about it. Of lip service, Nick Cannon is talking about what his love languages are. So the five love languages are. I, I, hold, let me see if I remember from last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was definitely acts of service. Acts of service, because that's correct. mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving gifts, receiving gifts, receiving gifts, receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, quality of, time, quality time, and validation. Right? Words no, of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Words of there you go. There you go. Touch. And so, this is all comes from Gary Chapman. He put out a book back in 1992 about the five love languages. So this is where this all stems from. Yeah, My, it's, it's the a bestseller. Mine is acts of service. Mine is acts of service too. But uh, we'll talk about it more when we come back. What's yours, Ye? Um, I got to think about that for a second. For people that don't know what acts of service is, is we show love by love, but also by acts of service. By, by deeds. By deeds. By, by which, doing by things. What we do. By yeah. buying things. By, by going far and beyond for that person. So that's acts of service. That's me. They said quality long. time is, are people that are most likely to be single, if that's your um, love language. I wonder why. I'll tell you why. Because what, they enjoy being by themselves? No, they want... Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. 800-585-1051. What are your love languages? Words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hour 105.1. The Breakfast Club, Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Mm. I've been a throw up the sex in a uh-huh. And I can put you in. Just keep cheesing, hard drive full of heat seeking. 
Trying to come the same day as Jack rethinking. You don't need Givenchy, you need Jesus. Why do y'all sleep on me? I need your reasons. Uh, I got plaques in the mail, peak season. Shout out to my UPS workers, making sure I receive it. You could do it too, believe it. I've been a throw up the sex in a. Yes, I am. They say you a superstar now, damn. I guess I am. You might be the man, well, that's unless I am. Okay, I'll confess I am. Go ahead and get undressed, I am. Okay, cool, you on sunset? I am. I'm about to slide, okay. I'm outside, okay. This lifestyle don't got many downsides. Except for the lack of time I get around my family. Making sure they never downsize. I got visions of my mom saying, wait, this house is mine. Can't lie, I'm on Angus Cloud 9 I got him on the bandwagon now, about time I ain't even got no downtime Every time I speak, she say, yeah, that sounds fine I've been a throw up the sex in a Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about love languages, the five love languages, and they are, number one, words of affirmation. That means compliments. Two, quality <laughs> time. Three, receiving gifts. Four, acts of service. Five, physical touch. This is great. The reason this is great uh, is because we had this conversation last night at dinner. You know, uh, my good sister, my good sister friend, Zuri Hall, yesterday was her born day. And she asked uh, she asked me and my wife just at the dinner table last night, what is our love language? And, you know, uh, I, li- I like this conversation because a lot of my friends and people that know me say my love language is definitely uh, acts of service. And it's something I never thought about, but uh, it's actually acts of service. And I need words of affirmation, but I only need words of affirmation from my wife and daughters because I am a sensitive ass cancer who didn't really get those words of affirmation growing up, especially from like my father. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's something I know I need at the house. I don't need that from other people but in the house with the wife and kids I need words of affirmation and I like giving words of affirmation to my it's, wife and kids it's funny that you said that I am I am to the acts of service individual like I love to do things for my wife for my family for my daughters for my son whether it's just people whether it yeah people whether it's you know filling up my wife's car with gas or when she wakes up she ain't gotta make that extra that's spot. right or it's it's cooking the breakfast you know before I leave to work so when she goes when she gets the kid ready for school it, it helps her out I like to do things. That's how the 12 days of Christmas came about. I like to do, you know, things like that for my family and for people. And I am similar to what you with, you know. Uh, words, words of, of affirmation. affirmation. Yes, I, I, I'm I, a Virgo. I'm sensitive. I'm light-skinned. Hey, I like, you know, affirmation. I just I like, need it from like, my family, though. I like compliments. I like when my wife says, damn, you know, you look like you've been That's right. I like when she says, damn, babe, thanks for this. So I like when my kids say this, that, the other. I just like it. It's just me. I'm sorry. I, I like when my kids say, daddy, we appreciate this electricity. 
You know I, what I'm saying? They ain't never saying weird shit. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But I do. I need those. I do. I need those words of affirmation from my wife and daughters. I don't need words of affirmation from anybody else. Maybe my mom. Maybe my mom. Nah, I don't, even, I don't even need it for my mom. Like, I, I like to do gifts of service for my, my mom and my dad as well. But, like, even, you know, we're planning on today's my daughter's birthday. Happy birthday, London. Like, even with her, like, you know, I showed her where we having her birthday party. And she was just like, Dad, thank you so much. You oh, worked man. so hard. I appreciate it. It's going to be the coolest. It, it made me How old is she? She's, uh, she'll be nine. Okay. Well, my, she's nine today, I should say. My three-year-old is like that. My three-year-old is, like, very loving and like always pouring into me like she'll she does things my grandma used to do like she'll sit by me and pat my leg and dad you're the best daddy i need that i need I those words that, of affirmation it makes me work harder, i need that's it, right it makes me go hard i want to hear i'm a good husband you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i like i like that i like word i like those words of affirmation especially when you know your wife says things to me like i love you know i love how you grown because they know us they've been Correct. with us for so long they see the differences they saw us at our worst and they see us at our best, so they understand Correct. the changes in the work that we put in. So, yes, I need words of affirmation just at the house, but uh, acts of service are my love language everywhere. Absolutely. What about you, Yeezy? Um, so I was saying we had this conversation on lip service um, with Nick Cannon a couple of days ago. It comes out on Tuesday. He was saying for himself that um, the words of affirmation because he's insecure. Mm. And so that's why he feels like that's important to him. Uh, and they've done some studies. Jacob Brown, who's a psychotherapist, said that people who value quality time as their love language have the most difficulty in relationships. And then second after that are people who prefer acts of service can also find dating tough. Mm. And so when they've done those studies, that's what they find. They said acts of service is difficult for partners to meet their standards uh, is part of the reason why that is. For myself, I would say it's probably... Um, acts of service but also physical touch because I'm not a very affectionate person except with my partner with my man so that's not how I am with most people I'm not like a real big on like hugging and I'm not like the kissing people Mm -hmm. you know to say hello but I'm very affectionate with my man and so I feel like that's important too I'm good at cuddling and all of that All right. well let's go to the phone lines hello who's this it's Victor from Silver Spring, Maryland. Hey, what's up, up brother? What's up? Peace, King. So what's your love language, brother? Hey, man. As soon as they start cooking that breakfast, man. Uh, <laughs> breakfast is your you know love language. <laughs> Just breakfast? When it is, but when they don't make that breakfast, you know what I'm saying? Damn, I'm short out of luck. That's, that is so so acts of service. That would be an act of service, yes, sir. sir. I mean, it's an act of love, act of, act of, you know what I mean? Acts of service is your love language. When you go to Waffle House or you go to some place that serves breakfast, they're providing a service. It's the same thing at home. When your wife is cooking a meal for you, that's an act of service, sir. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Lonnie. Hey, Lonnie. What's your, what's your love language, mama? Uh, so my love language is quality time, and my partner's love language is acts of service. So the book talks about what how you love your partner the way they want to be loved. So your love language is for you. Your partner's love language is for them. So Correct. it doesn't teach you how you mm-hmm. in your love language should love your partner. It's how you should love your partner for their love language. And that's where people kind of get messed up because it's like, well, I want to give gifts because that's how I receive but maybe my partner wants uh, acts of service or Ab- words of affirmation. No, absolutely. Like, well, yeah. 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 I, I agree. All right. Well, 800-585-1051. We're having a conversation. What is your love language? Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. 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 I
Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're talking about what's your love language. Uh, mine is acts of service. Charlemagne said his is acts of service. Uh, Angela Yee, you said yours is? I said um, physical touch and acts of service. And they said, like, uh, the caller called last time. That's what uh, we were talking about last night at dinner. Zuri was saying how it's, it goes both ways. So acts mm-hmm. of service would be my love language, but that's also what I like to receive mm-hmm. from other people. Same thing, you know, words of affirmation. I need words of affirmation from my family, especially my wife, my daughters. I need those words of affirmation. Um, and I like to give those as well because that's something I didn't receive, uh, I feel like, enough when I was a child. Yeah, but acts of service, like I said, for me, I, I like to do for people. Like I like to do for my wife, for my family, for my friends. Uh, like I said, well, even with my daughter, today is her birthday. I like to do the things that... I just want to see them smile. But when it turns around, I don't like acts of service. Oh, no, I, no, I, I do. I do it for everybody. So I, sometimes I feel like I, I'll handle that. No, That's I, one thing I can I can handle that. The, the reason I do is because like I feel like acts of service should be contagious. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I like to see other people doing acts of service for other people. Because mm-hmm. that's to me, that's how, like, when I always have these conversations about how we rely on each other to mm-hmm. keep each other safe. Like, the only thing we can rely on is human behavior. Mm-hmm. If all of us were approached the world as if we were in service to each other... Oh, my God. The world would be a better place. And now, he likes touch. Yes, I like physical touch. I'm affectionate only with my man, though. Hello, who's this? Hey, y'all. This is Lady T. How y'all doing this morning? Hey, Lady T. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, honey. I'm awake. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's your love language, mama? My love language is touching and feeling. Okay. Okay? Okay? And it's very important that you have to learn yours and your partner's love language because, okay, for example, the person I'm dating now, his is gifting. His emotional status is dead. <laughs> right. So it's hard for him to, like, he doesn't like to be touched, and nor does he like to give it. So it's just like a conflict. So yeah. if gotcha. you don't know your love language and your partner's, it, it, it could be a, a big deal breaker, and people don't realize that. Some people do think that, like, in place of affection and time and all of that, they can give you gifts. Nah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how he is too because he's always saying, uh, there's a time and a place for this. The, be- the best gifts are the thoughtful ones. Correct. You know what I'm saying? When a person remembers, you know, what your favorite color is or when a person remembers, you know, what your favorite Marvel character is. Like Correct. little things like that is what uh, makes those gifts extra special. Absolutely. You know what? You're right. And he is like that. He's very, very thoughtful. And I think that's why we're still going because I try to refrain myself back from touching him when he doesn't, you know, I respect his time and place aspect of things, but when he gifts me or whatever, it's very thoughtful. So I'm like, okay, all right, you, I can still deal with you. All right. Now, now let me ask you a question, Yee. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it, like, I'm looking at this, like, my love languages, right? Now, I love to, to ask a service. That's what I love to do. But receive... I, I like I, I like kind of all of them. I like words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, like quality everything. time. <laughs> I, I like receiving gifts. That's that's the one that's saying I love acts of service and I like physical touch. You I'm know, a- I will say this though, and this Nick Cannon had a point about this. He was saying quality time. That's a difficult one for him to be able to do. Why? And because he's really busy with all his different jobs, and then he does have a lot of different children and mothers of his kids, and his time is divided so he all don't over spend, the place. But it's still quality time. Mm-hmm. And they did say, according to the psychotherapist, that's the hardest one, you know, because so for him, I guess that's the lowest on his his list 
of his mm-hmm. love languages. But you got to think a lot of quality time to one person might be different. Yeah, to I don't another even. Person. That's what I'm saying. I don't even know what quality time means because I know. I'm going to be, when I'm laying on the couch with my kids, that's quality time. You know what I'm saying? But Whether, some people I, might feel like, well, we need to go somewhere. We need to nah, do something. But that's, we need to plan That's things. my biggest quality time. It just like, depends on how you guys are aligned when it comes to that. I'm watch, that's my favorite thing to do. Lay in bed with my wife yes. and watch uh, this nonsense on television, just cuddling and talking. That's that's my favorite. That's how I got into Bachelor and Bachelorette and all them stupid shows. Because I know some. in bed and watch together. I know some people who feel like, well, I'm home all day taking care of this with the kids. And then you come home and you're exhausted from working or having been traveling or doing those things and now you don't want to do anything I don't want to just lay in the house and so for them that might not be quality time that's why sometimes things aren't aligned no, that's the best thing that's how a word is born ain't, television? Ain't, ain't, there's nothing better than laying on the couch with your family watching Encanto for the thousandth time for me and you that's for me and you like that, that's what that's, I yeah, that's enjoy that's for you guys that but not for everybody I love you it you about what's a great weekend yeah, I do my shows and I DJ, but laying on the couch or laying in that bed with the kids and they telling me right. stories about whatever. Being at home I love doing plan- I love planning a trip. Like, I don't get a lot of vacation time or time to do things other than work. And so for me, it's like, okay, if we know we going somewhere in July, that's really exciting for me. That's like real quality time for me because now we can leave everything behind. I don't have to work. I don't have to answer those emails. That's exciting. Well, everybody's version of quality is different. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right. Well, what's what's the moral of the story? If there's more, the moral of the story is you should you should find your love language. I found this conversation very fascinating last night because I mean I've always heard about love languages, but we had a really in depth conversation about it at at dinner last night, man. And and you know I, I uh, happy born day to to to, to the homie Zuri Hall once again. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and we are going to talk about Young Thug in court. We'll tell you what happened yesterday. And also, let me shout out to my daughter again. I know she's probably on her way to school right now. Uh, London, Lundy Chu, happy birthday, baby. Daddy loves you. We're going to celebrate. We're going to party. Uh, you are the nicest child that I ever met in my life. Words what about the other kids? Huh? Words of affirmation. You're so caring and, and understandable. Words of affirmation. And, and it's 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 amazing. <laughs> That's what I'm talking how about. How your heart is. And daddy loves you. Mommy and daddy loves you. All right. Words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, rumors on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm Kels. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, the DJ Envy sneak off again. I don't know what he's <laughs> he doing. Just he just away. thinks he could do whatever he wants. Happy Friday, y'all! Ever since Envy got one word right, he's been acting Woo! different. <laughs> Here he comes. Man. Friday! Yo, Yee's still on your head about pittens, bro. <laughs> pittens? Even though that's a word. I said you got one word right. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? She was an English teacher and didn't know the word pittens. But you said pittens. No, I didn't. I said pittens. Whatever you said, it was a word. That's his word. <laughs> it was a word. Now, I, I, I expect it from you. First of all, with your, with your honorary first of all, doctorate. I'll come but over there and put my duck in your mouth. You better stop. Author. You want to quack? <laughs> no. Do you want to quack? Hey, watch your mouth. Do you want to quack? Wrong? What is wrong with you? We were talking about ducks because uh, Taylor has a dog, right. but the dog doesn't bark. It quacks. And then she's in here trying to explain to us, like, oh, you know, well, a lot of these dogs. What kind of dog is it? A French pug. bulldog. Yeah, a lot of them it's don't. It's not a pug. It's a French they, bulldog. They don't bark until dog. six years old, blah, 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 this and that. And I'm like, oh, okay, if you say so. I mean, the, the dog quacks and it got a lazy eye. Oh. Stop it. It, it does. Dog. French bulldogs are really great pets because they they're don't very bark. friendly. My dad they're good said. With, they're good nope. with kids. My dad said if you got a dog, a dog has to have a job. That dog has no job. I personally think Taylor been blowing that dog shotguns. That dog don't seem like it's <laughs> here with us, to be honest. He's nice I think chill. he's been blowing that. I think Taylor's been blowing that dog shotguns. The weed or feeding that dog edibles. So that dog's a little bit off. 
All right. Okay. Goodness well, happy Friday. And I want to shout out to Seville Michelle. She just sent me these amazing earrings with my name in them. It was dope to open up a little present up here in the office. Look at these. Aren't these cute? Okay. But you guys can order them online, but they're so nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's just a regular little gift. I was like, what's this? Nice. These are really dope. That's a love language. That's an act of service. No, that's a it's gift. It's a gift. A gift. Receiving a gift. gifts. A gift. And I want to uh, receiving good gifts, by the way. I want to salute my man Carlos, the man. Dropping the clues bombs for my guy Carlos, and uh, everybody at uh, Narcisse Narcisse Restaurant. You know, we had a, a birthday celebration there last night for uh, my good sister friend Zuri Hall. Nice of, of Access Hollywood. So, nice. uh, thank you, Carlos, for the hospitality and you know your your great staff. It was fantastic. All right, food was great. Drinks were great. 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 Okay. All right. Well, we got rumors coming up. What we what we talking about? Yes, we are going to be talking about Young Thug in court. Now, he did a virtual appearance in court, and we'll tell you what happened. Uh, Kevin Lyles took the stand, mm. and we'll also talk about what the prosecutors are saying as far as his bond. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. All right. Well, Kevin Lyles was in court yesterday trying to make sure that Young Thug could get bond. And while he was in court, he testified on Young Thug's behalf. Uh, he said that they he does have the money needed to pay for police security, whatever, to make sure that Young Thug does not flee the country. Here's what he said. There's been testimony that if this trial, and I'm not saying it, the court would allow it, but if it doesn't take place... For a year, there'd be over a million dollars in expenses just for 24-hour security of police officers to ensure, off-duty police officers' second jobs to ensure Mr. Williams um, does not flee, does not get um, types of weapons, does not intimidate a witness, is not a danger to community or property in the community. Can he afford, in your, from your personal knowledge and how much money he earns, can he afford that type of undertaking? Uh, Jeffrey can afford it, and I can afford it, so it will be paid for and you were willing to back him as well. I'm willing to back him personally and professionally. Now, what security costs a million dollars for a year? Well, well it's, it's federal. It's the 24-hour uh, police security that makes that makes sure that he doesn't interfere with the case, go intimidate right. witnesses, or so do anything illegal. So let's say there's four officers right on duty, right mm -hmm. for the year. How much you pay them four officers a year? I don't 000? know, but I know it do cost. I know, I know, I knew another. If I wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think Ti had that same type of. Uh, Situation when he was on. He did remember house the officers arrest. came up here with him and all that too. But yeah. but how how much is that? How much you pay these officers? Five hundred thousand a year, half a million a year. I guess if you're traveling and you have other places to go and things to do and they got to do all that. A million dollars. I don't know. But by the way, we're focusing yeah. on the wrong thing. Drop on the clues box for Kevin yeah. Lyles. Okay. Shout out to my guy Kevin who was in Atlanta making sure, well, trying his hardest to get Young Thug uh, his bond. Very very honorable because I asked mm -hmm. when this first happened. Mm -hmm. I wonder would the label stand next to him. And, um, you know, it's good to see Kevin Lyles do that because the labels make money off of these guys talking about that lifestyle. So when things go bad, they should stand next to him. So and, salute to Kevin Lyles. And what's dope about that is, you know, Kevin Lyles, they don't, he doesn't own the label anymore. He sold it. So he's still standing up for, mm -hmm. for Young Thug, even though he sold the label. Remember, they sold 300 a, a couple of months ago. Very honorable. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, in addition to that, though, it's not looking too good right now. Um, Young Thug's argument for Bond has been delayed so it's not going to happen right now but here is what else happened as far as YSL and what they're saying about Young Thug's case. Judge I will also say that we have taken proffers 
from fellow gang members from Mr. Williams. Some are on this indictment, some are not. They have stated uniformly that Mr. Williams is dangerous. They are afraid of him, that if they cross him, he will kill them and their family. And they were very clear about that. All right. So I had to Google what a proffer was. So what is it? I said the offer or present for immediate acceptance or rejection, usually evidence at trial. All right. So it was an eight hour long bond hearing during which he was officially denied bond. He'll remain in custody and his trial is set for January of 2023. And Gunner uh-huh. also was denied bond as well. As you know, we talked about that previously. Now, here's what the judge had to say when he denied his bond. The proffer from the people that uh, the state has talked to already, the group chat that um, that from 2015 starting Anybody goes into a courtroom and tells God on his truth, they'll be f***ing killed, pardon me for the language. And this threat is still being talked about. So that is of a concern to the court. The two major concerns that this court has is danger to persons and threats to intimidate other witnesses and obstruct the administration of justice. So, and for those reasons in the aggregate, um, I'm going to deny bond at this time. Now, the prosecutor also said that Young Thug is the most dangerous of the 28 in the entire RICO indictment. They said he's the top dog. He's the most dangerous man here. He is the one they're all afraid of. He's the one that's King Slime. He's pulling the shots. Mm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Charlamagne, who are you giving your donkey to, man? Man, four after the hour. Let's talk monkeys. Monkeys. We don't talk monkeys. Ooh, 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 ah, ah, don't do that. You black. Oh, I mean, that's what I'm we talk, asking. and that's exactly what we talk about. Asking asking that was crazy. Don't do that. That was. I'm so just saying, what kind of monkey? Why can't I? I made a monkey sound. What's wrong with a monkey you sound? You didn't just make the monkey sound. You scratched under your arms. You danced a little bit. What's I did up, not man? dance. I you did a damn monkey sure sound. Did you get him? You got him doing the little jig. Damn. You definitely danced. See, there you go again. That's the monkey sound, man. You can't do monkey sounds and a body roll and act like you scratching under your arms. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Four after the hour, okay? People thinking that niggas is dancing monkeys. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> All I did was a monkey. Shut your ass up. Oink, okay. oink, oink, oink. Oh, uh, now you want to be a pig. See, you know what? This guy, man. Have some freaking self-esteem about yourself, King. Meow. Wow, now you want to be a... <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Don't get the days up next, man. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Unjunk your sleep right now with Mattress Firm's Hot Buys. Happening now, queen mattresses starting at $169.99. Sleepy, Serta, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. All in stock for fast delivery. Visit a sleep expert at your local... Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) 
What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations 
where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. For mattress firm stores. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. Club. Yes, donkey of the day for Friday, June 3rd goes to Bates Elementary School in the M.I. Crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, humpback, humpback, ah, Mississippi. Drop on the clues bombs from Mississippi. Okay. Man, let me tell you something. In 1988, I was 10. And I watched what I thought was a horror movie called Mississippi Burning. If you were not born in the 1900s like myself, you probably never even heard of this film. But it was loosely based on a true story, uh, a murder investigation with some FBI a- agents investigated the disappearance of uh, some civil rights workers. And it seemed like uh, every white person in that movie, from the residents to the police, was racist as hell. I'm talking about pure white devil. Okay, the KKK was in the movie. Long story short, it just made me scared to death of Mississippi. All right, that's saying a lot. Being that I hail from South Carolina, but I was used to my brand of racist. All right, that brand of racist in Mississippi seemed like they used to barbecue black folks. Like literally cannibalistic crackers who enjoy a good nigga and cheese sandwich. Just fillet your black ass and serve you on a potato roll. So I've always been terrified of Mississippi. So when I saw this story that I'm about to tell you, I wasn't surprised. Okay, see, we were just talking about love languages and what our love languages are. I told you mine are acts of service and words of affirmation. I need words of affirmation in particular from my wife and kids. And I love to give words of affirmation because I didn't receive a lot of that when I was younger. Okay, it's very important to pour into kids. Very important to give kids words of affirmation. Empower them with your words because you can make or break children with your tongue. So this story triggers me on a lot of levels. Okay, see this young black man who was in pre-K. All right, pre-K. Pre-K was given an award from the school, okay, from the teacher. So he was hyped, but his parents were not rightfully so. Would you like to know what the award was? Mm -hmm. Let's go to Action News 5 for the report, please. Awards that kids get in school can inspire pride in both the child and their parents. But one Mid-South mother says her pre-K son brought home the Monkey Award, a moment that left her asking questions. So she contacted Action News 5, and I started making phone calls down to Batesville, Mississippi, and the South Panola School District. Six days and several calls later, no response from anyone in charge. Now, more than a week after this happened, she told me she met with district officials who told her, yes, what happened was unacceptable, but the child's teacher didn't know the history behind African-Americans being compared to monkeys. They gave this little pre-K kid the monkey award. America, listen, uh, this is why we have to have these honest conversations about race, okay? Let's just, let's just uh, hypothetically say she didn't really, I'll, I'll humor her and say she didn't really know what, uh, the the word monkey man in regards to black people but if you do things like have you know these conversations in school critical race theory whatever you want to call them I wouldn't even call it if you just have honest conversations about race forget the critical race theory just honest conversations about race and slurs and things like that she would know that okay but until we start having these honest conversations about race white supremacy is going to destroy us all if we don't start having these conversations, white supremacy is going to destroy us all. Okay, listen to me. All right, we know what America's original sin was. All right, and 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 it's going to continue to be a sin 
that hurts us all unless we collectively work to heal it. Okay, if we don't collectively work to heal it, it's going to cannibalize all of us, all right? You're not going to tell me that white adults born in the 1900s in Mississippi don't know the history of the word monkey and black people. If I had to do a top three racist slurs used in the South towards black people, nigger would be the number one seed, and coon and monkey would be battling it out for number two. All right, this poor little boy received other awards with his mother, Shamika Ellis. Drop one of the clues bombs for Shamika Ellis. Shamika Ellis, sending her and her family healing energy. Uh, she had concerns about her son bringing home the Monkey Award. Let's listen to what uh, his mother had to say. No, we wasn't happy about that. I'm still not happy about it. I'm angry because I don't understand why my son got the Monkey Award when he had received a award mm, that mm, mm, mm. he had completed pre-K. What was his reaction? He was excited um, about the award, but he had no idea what he was holding. The teacher stated that she gave him the award for his energy, but the certificate award doesn't say anything about energy. It says entertainment. Ella Ooh. says they told her an animal-themed award ceremony had taken place in Braylon's class. She also says the principal told her school leaders had a meeting before this happened, cautioning them about awards given to students. She stated that they were not to pass out any awards that was going to be offensive or raise a red flag, but <sighs> she did it, they did it anyway. Can you imagine? Okay, I gave your son an award for his energy, but the actual award says it was for entertaining others. I remember a principal uh, told me told me that one time. She was black though. She said to me, "Since you always want to act up and act up in class and put on a show, I'm gonna get you and your two homeboys to dance. Put on a show for the whole school. Three monkeys. Just put y'all out there and let y'all go." What was that? Uh, <laughs> the words of affirmation I didn't get when I was younger. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> right? Remember when Conor McGregor was referring to Rocky Three and he said uh, that was the movie with the dancing monkeys in the gym? So don't tell me you didn't know that monkey was a slur towards black people. You knew the history behind the word. You just were trying to get a little jokey joke off, okay? Situations like this, all right, uh, the mom should be allowed to put a banana in this teacher's tailpipe. All right, and poor Shamika says the school told her uh, award ceremonies like this won't happen anymore. You think y'all done got the joke off. And all she wants is an apology from the district. That's all Shamika wants. She says these teachers have messed up. They were wrong. The superintendents knew they were wrong. The principal knew they were wrong. They need to be held accountable for what they have done. Well, we know they won't be. Okay, and as long as racism and white supremacy remains unchecked, Long, as long as it's never held accountable, we will keep getting exactly what we've gotten in this country, and that's more hate. And that hate will ultimately consume us all. And since we've given out uh, awards named after animals, please give Bates Elementary School and the M.I. Crickletta, Crickletta, I, Crickletta, Crickletta, I, Humpback, Humpback, I, the biggest he are. <coughs> Let Kathy Griffin get some of that. Please give this giant jar of mail the <coughs> biggest hee haw. I feel like Chelsea Handler has something to say about this. She's a good ally. Hee haw, hee haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Mm. Chris Rock? Chris Cracker Rock. ass cracker. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, my girl? Okay. All right. Mm. All right. Speaking of mayonnaise, I bought you some yesterday. I'll bring it. When I come next, I know, I know. I, you, you already sent me the picture. Yeah, I know, but I, I really stop. bought it. I bought it, and I'm going to bring it. You need to stop. What? Too much goddamn mayonnaise. You bought me the Gale. Yes. Yeah, they got Gale for uh, they Pride. They got Gale they for turned, Pride, yeah. yeah. I think that's Kraft that did that, right? Yeah, Kraft did it, yeah. yeah. I bought I bought you, because, uh, you know, you, you do the mayonnaise. I don't like thing. mayonnaise. 
Mm. You don't put mayonnaise in that? I do not. I put it in a little bit in potato salad. Uh, well, it's just, it's still, it's, 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 and I'm on a diet right now, so I'm not eating potato salad. It's smooth and sassy. That's what it says on the bottle. Smooth and sassy? Yeah. I don't want no sassy ass mayonnaise. Well, I got it for you anyway. If I want spicy. Well, I guess it's the same thing. <laughs> now that I think about it. Right. So what they should have said spicy and sassy. All right. Well, what are you guys going to do? It's called Gayo. It's really called Gayo. You know that, right? It's called really real Gayo. They didn't think this through. Yes. Yeah, you can still, mayo. you can sell, you can it's do really, the, the the mayonnaise and uh, celebrate gay pride. I'll call it a Gayo. Yeah, I've seen it yesterday. Gayo it sounds says, wild. It says, add pride to your next BLT. Craft, real Gayo. Right. Why do you call that See, that's crazy. Now, what if somebody goes around calling white gay people Gayo because of that stupid thing? Call it just, they can, they can celebrate pride without that name. <laughs> See? Okay. All right, but anyway, it's Friday, so you know what that means. It's freaking, freaking, freaking Friday. What are we talking about this morning? Big D energy. Oh my gosh. I can't relate. We know. Now, this comes from How Kim Kardashian, know? and this is what Kim Kardashian said on one of her Kardashian shows. So this is how it went down with Pete. I did SNL, and then when we kissed in scene, it was just a vibe. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe, I've been, maybe I just need to try something different. But Pete does not come to my after party. Everyone was at my after party. Does not give me the time of day. So a few days later, I called the producer at SNL, and I was like, hey, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. And I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking like, heard about this BDE, need to get out there. Wow. I was just basically DTF. Now if you don't know What's what DTF, DTF down means. To, that's down, fornicate? down to fornicate. Okay. Down to F. So now basically, we were asking, has have you ever heard somebody had such a big that you were down to F. And Envy, you said yes. No, I said, let's do this topic. I did not <laughs> say Envy, you didn't say yes? No, I said, let's do this topic. I heard of me. No, you did. No, you did. No, you did. You did. I heard you. can't keep lying on me. I didn't lie. Yes, you are. I heard that in that context. I did. No, it's not true. Whether you, that's how you meant it. It was in that chain of events. Y'all said that. I said, yes, let's do the topic. All you said was, yes. I heard, yes, let's do it. You heard it, right, Joey? Yeah, Joey. 800-585-1051. Are you like Envy? Ladies or fellas. Have you ever heard about somebody's big D energy and Damn, you wanted to DTF? Can you DTF? imagine having that kind of Carfax on your penis? They used to you have can't. a they used to have no, a Yelp. They used to have a D Yelp. Really? Yeah, where people could like give Yelp reviews, but they I don't know why they took that down. That's hard. What? Wow. Okay. <laughs> so how many stars did you give that? Five eight five one zero five one. Have you ever been DTF so because of somebody's big D energy? All right. <laughs> that is the question. You should have let you ask this. I don't anyway. know why you just. No, envy is so excited. So about excited, it. going so. crazy. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to human resources. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's, it's bringing, bringing, bringing Friday. Swallow, please. Man, shut up, man. Swallow. Shut up. You shouldn't be talking like that. I did swallow. I'm drinking a protein shake, too. Could you get to the topic at hand and let Yee lead, please? 
Could you let Yee lead? I think you should let Yee lead on this well, one. Well, Envy was so excited about this. I want him to do it. Go ahead, Yee. Go. Um, you were talking, Envy, about Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, boy. the fact that she wanted to have sex with Pete Davidson. And she didn't think she would be in a full-blown relationship. Here's what she said. So this is how it went down with Pete. I did SNL. And then when we kissed in scene, it was just a vibe. And I was like, oh, shit. Maybe I, maybe I just need to try something different. But Pete does not come to my after party. Everyone was at my after party. Does not give me the time of day. So a few days later, I called the producer at SNL and I was like, hey, do you have Pete's number? And they were like, yeah. And I text him. I wasn't even thinking like, oh my God, I'm gonna be in a relationship with him. I was just thinking like, heard about this BDE, need to get out there. I was just basically DTF. So what is the question, Yeezy? Now, Eva, you said this happened to you before. No, you I heard did a guy not had a big penis. Do that. <laughs> she said you heard a guy had a big penis and you was down to fornicate. Mm -hmm. DTF. Yes. Listen, I think this is dope. Number one, I think this is dope just because, um, you know, she's a grown ass woman. So grown-ass women should be able to make those kind of decisions if they want to and, you know, not be labeled for it. And I just think it's dope that, you know, you can have such a Carfax on your penis that a woman would be like, I need to go get some of this. And this is why they say don't talk about your man or some guy you like around other women, right, you? Yeah, some people say they would never, ever talk about how great their man is because then that makes other women want him. So clearly... This is going on in them streets. They've been hearing about Pete in them streets, and, you know, Kim need to get some of that street meat. I can't think of anybody I ever had sex with that one of my friends did before and told me that they did, because I feel like girl code-wise, that's not the right thing to do. But I have heard of guys whose penises are so small that you're told to stay away. So I don't know, girls don't share that information, or girls don't be like, yo, you should go get that, because, you know, he, he, he packing and he... Now, I will say Pounding on, lip, on lip service, there have been some guys that have been passed around with some of the women that have been on the show. Like, oh, yeah, I heard this. Oh, yeah, he was it. good. Girl, you know you need to get it. I respect Because those it. be the guys that nobody's in a serious relationship with. I respect it. Smut mm -hmm. these niggas out. But I would say more often, we hear about guys like, let me tell you, his penis was terrible. Don't even do it. We hear that more than and we what hear. about you, Charlemagne? What about me? You and Pete Davidson are, are close. That's my guy. I love him. <laughs> Okay. What about it? I'm just asking. Is that your guy because you heard about his big D energy? He's like, I want, I want to be friends with him. <laughs> no. Not, 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 That's my well, first of all, you talk about my friends. He's sitting in DMs. Hey, friend. Me and Pete been friends for about a decade now. So I met Pete when he was like 16. Inches? Okay. So oh, he was oh, God. Shut up. D energy. When he was right. like 16, when he first came on Guy Code. So I've been knowing Pete a long, 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 long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You 16 inches. A long, 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 long time. Pull that ass up. Hello, who this? <laughs> Didn't go how he thought. Hello? Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's your name? My name is Kim. Talk to us, Kim. You been in this situation before? Oh, your name is Kim also. <laughs> yes, I have. And I actually consulted my mom. I you was with a guy. We dated briefly and we were at his house and we're about to. And that thing unfolded like a surprise, like to die. And I was like, I gotta use the bathroom. I called my mom in the bathroom and she was like, don't do it, baby girl, don't do it. <laughs> so it's sort of bittersweet because the guy later passed away. Oh my God. When I tell you, my mom what? went to the funeral with me. I ain't never seen so many chicks that was crying over a man and touching the casket. <laughs> so hold on. Like, they weren't afraid to ride the ride. I see. I said, mom. I, I just couldn't do it. I oh, I get what you're saying. It was too the, big. the man's penis was too big. Right. 
Yes. So when the man yes. pulled it out, she ran in the bathroom and called her mom. How, how old are you? <laughs> right now, I'm 48, but this happened like when I was in my 30s. I can't imagine calling my mom from the bathroom and being like, oh, yeah. what should so, I do? So what excuse did you make when you came afraid. back out? Because I, I thought it was a deformity, honestly. I was afraid. What if your <laughs> mom would have been like, go for it? You did oh, it? no. She knew I wouldn't. She knew I wouldn't. I'm telling you. So let me ask you a question. Angela, did I'm you, serious. Did you look at your daddy different after that? What? Because clearly he regular as hell. He ain't now, let me, let she me wasn't scared you, of that at all. Now, let me ask you this. Ladies, do not do it. How big was it, though, if you had to compare it, like, or how many inches would you say this deformity was? It was by far the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so, so <laughs> delicious. It was, a, it was it, I thought it was a deformity. So how did I you, was really sincerely frightened. How did you leave the bathroom? After he he's naked, you went in there to get ready. How did you just leave from know, that? I got sick. I was like, I just don't feel good. Mm. I just did not feel good. I was like, nope, I got to go home. You should have been good. honest. Like, I'm sorry, that's too big. How did he die? Oh, we never did anything. <laughs> he knew. I'm sure he knew what was Yeah, happening. it happens all the time. How did he die, man? No, sadly, he had an aneurysm. He was putting a sock on and had an aneurysm. Wow. Goodness, that's crazy. Yeah, he was a really sweet person. He was an architect that drew, um, he drew the, you know, the manuals. He drew car parts, car parts for the manuals. Well, rest wow. in peace. There's a lot of sad ladies. God, rest in, God bless that brother, man. Absolutely. I know y'all thinking, like, does he need his... Look at that, Shelby. <laughs> Look at what? Come on, guys. Not here. 800. <laughs> Shut up, man. It's a goddamn Hanes commercial on, and he telling me to look at that. You need to stop, bro. <laughs> you got to cut this out. 585 We're talking Kim Kardashian. All right? Now, Kim Kardashian said uh, she heard about Pete's uh, Big D energy and just wanted to DTF. We'll I don't think it. that's how that. You don't just want a DTF, right? You you got to be. She was DTF. Yeah, you you DTF. Yeah, there you, you know go. what I mean. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. You guys the breakfast are flustered today. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Kim K and Pete Davidson. What happened, Yee? This all came from Envy. He it was did not. <laughs> you were amazed at how big you said you heard that Pete's penis is, and Kim Kardashian <laughs> said that she was DTF when she heard about it. That's fly, though. That is fly to be a man to have that kind of Carfax out there to have those kind of those kind of words being spoken about you when you're not around. It's about what people say about you behind your back. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. What else behind your back? I'm just saying. That's just a, that's that's great. Right, Y'all will never know. I will never know. <laughs> I have a night. Um, I have an average penis from the 1900s. Let's go to the phone line. Nin- if you're born in 1978, yeah, you got I, an average I, penis. I was, I was born in the 1900s. I was I was actually born in 1990, sir. Oh, okay. 1990. Okay, you might have one of those deformities then. Oh my goodness. So so what happened uh, with you, yeah, bro? Nah, I, I just want to let y'all know I'm very offended by this conversation right now. I'm super offended. Why? Because I have an average penis. So do me. So do well, I. Why are brother. you on this line, then, sir? We're not talking about. Well, first you. of all, because uh, I'm telling y'all, I'm offended. I'm offended y'all having this conversation. Well, write a letter or something. Right? Yeah, write a letter. Average size people out there, okay? Y'all know I'm triggered by big penis conversations. I was going to ask him what his size was because I want a lot of people to know That's that you what. you may think you have an average penis, but average in America is between 5.1 and 5.5 inches. Yeah, and average is always relative to the whole, you know. Yeah, mine is seven inches, three fourths, eight when it's warm. So I'm like, like. Run this time of year, I'm eight inches. Hello, I'm this? solid. Hey, this is Renee from Virginia. Hey, hey Renee. And have you had this problem, Renee? I wouldn't actually call it a problem. <laughs> I think it was more 
I would think it would be more revenge. There was a guy that I worked with, and he was bragging about how big he was. Mm. He he was a small guy. Um, he was probably about maybe five five seven, very slim. It always and works I that way. And, and I heard that small guys were yep. pretty big. All the small slim so, guys. Shout out to y'all. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put it to the test. So I invited him over. We did the thing, and it was yeah. I got D down very well. Mm. And when we got back to work the next day, I said, you know what? The ultimate revenge would be to ignore him. Why did you need revenge? Uh, yeah. Because he kept bra- he kept bragging. About how he tore your ass up. <laughs> That's what he was bragging he about. Kinda, he tore he your ass did, up. Though, right? He tapped out. No, 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 no. He wasn't, he didn't say anything the next day. I'm talking about when we were at work, he would just, you know, brag on his manhood. Oh, I got you. you. Know, I, so I was assuming, you know, maybe there's some sort of insecurities there. So we did it. The next day when we got to work, I was like, hey, good morning. How are you? That was it. It blew his mind. And I you, messed up his ego. And you never did it again? Nope. Ma'am. He, he's, was, he, he's, he, was, he was sweating me, and I and I blew him off. I knew it messed you him You blew up. him off, all right. He's, he still has a big <laughs> ego. <laughs> Regardless of if you ignored him or not, he still got a big ego. I'm sure he does. I mean, why, why would it go away, you know, after one night? But it just blew his mind that I just brushed him off and I didn't do it again. I just want y'all to know that these big, a lot of these big D dudes don't know how to use it, though. How do you know? I, that's that's <laughs> what I hear. I'm sorry to hear that. You but, had a bad experience? Yeah, definitely had a bad experience. <laughs> y'all, know, y'all know I'm triggered by big penises. I hate these kind of really? conversations. We'll see. Well, see, I'm out back then. I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in my fifties now. So back then, in our twenties, he really wasn't, you know, doing it like he should have. Done exactly. Better. That's right. <laughs> right. A lot. I will say a lot of Thank guys you, with big penises aren't necessarily the best in bed. There we go. Now we're getting some truth out here. You know, sometimes, size sometimes are the they best. think they don't really have to do much. They're just big. You're my to be penis about it. is like the baby bear's parts. Yeah. It's just right. He's swabbing nostrils. What? <laughs> All right. Well, it's what? Freaky 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 Friday. Y'all are crazy, man. We, we got time to take one more. That's it. <laughs> Do you? One more. <laughs> what size you want it? <laughs> Yo, man. What's up with y'all, man? What's up with you? What's up with what's y'all? Y'all know. Story, I'm talking about man. the goddamn Char- phone. Hold on. Charlamagne wants to take one more. <laughs> what's the moral of the story, little man? There's no goddamn moral to this story, okay? <laughs> all these big people. That's what the moral what? of the story is. <laughs> Except for Pete. That's my guy. If you want to F them all, all right. Don't nobody want to hear that. <laughs> Can you imagine no. young woman talking like that about another man? What do you do? And a man can't go get no DDL. There's nothing you can do about your penis size. You are stuck with what you stuck with. You want a hug, bro? Like, you want a hug? I don't want no hug. All right. Okay. We got rumors on the way? Uh, Yeah. We're going to talk about new music because it is Friday. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. The General Insurance will give you quality insurance for less with great low rates and flexible payment options. Take a closer look at The General today. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Morning, 
everybody? It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time to hook somebody up with some daily bread. That's $1,000. If you want some of this money, just go to breakfastclubonline.com. All right, let's call this, la- this young lady. Her name is Diane. Hello? 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 Hey, Hello. Oh, is this Diane Benjamin of Brooklyn? This sure is Diane Benjamin Brooklyn. Hey, What's Diane. up, Diane it's Benjamin? It's DJMV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. How you feeling today, mama? Blessed and highly favored. Blessed, black, and highly favored. Okay, I'll take that too. Okay. I right, you take that too. Now, you, you sent an email to breakfastclubonline.com. You said yes, you needed $1,000. What did you need that stack for? I am starting a business. What business? I do medical billing and credentialing. Okay. All I don't right. even know what that means. I don't know, but it sounds important. So, you, so when you go to the doctor, uh-huh. I make sure the doctor get paid by your insurance company. Got oh. you, got you, got you. Okay, all right. Well, do you mind if we give you that $1,000 to help start your business, mama? I don't mind at all. All right, well, you got that $1,000. 500 for each pocket. Thank you. All right, congratulations. I got to tell, tell you guys, I listen to you guys every day. Thank you. And me, I bought you in your wife's book. Thank you. Now you make me think... I need to stay with my fiance, Charlemagne. You my cancer brother. We out here. Angela Lee. You keep doing your business in Brooklyn because I always support. Well, thank you so much, Diane. And you hold on, okay? Thank you. All right, now, if you want some of that daily bread, all you got to do is just hit us up, breakfastclubonline.com. Let us know what you would need that $1,000 for, and hopefully we'll be calling somebody up and giving you that bread, all right? And that's all brought to you by U.S. Bank. We'll get there together. Don't go anywhere to Positive Notes up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, June 19th, my car show, Houston versus New York City. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's Father's Day weekend. Get your tickets. If you haven't got your tickets, it's going to be a lot of fun. So don't wait. Uh, get your tickets. And uh, I'm heading to Puerto Rico for the day. I got to uh, DJ a wedding. Me and Manny Fresh. So uh, shout to Manny Fresh. This is like the second or third party I did with Manny Fresh. I love it. I really enjoy it. That sounds fun. He plays, uh, you know, his era in, in his side, and I play my side, and we just come together, and it's, it's really dope. So shout to uh, Manny Fresh. Now, yeah, you heading out to Atlantic City? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Mayor Marty Small. Um, we are doing his birthday weekend. He has activities going on all weekend. He's got Mary J. Blige coming mm-hmm. out. I'll be hosting his day party on Sunday with uh, Cousin E and Mr. Ruggs. Rugs, shout yep. out to my guy Ruggs. So that should be really fun. So make sure y'all come out to Atlantic City and join us. You know, I'm bringing my whole crew with me. So we're going to have a good time. All right. Hey, I want to tell y'all too, man, um, go to TribecaFilm.com because, you know, the Tribeca Film Festival uh, is from uh, June 8th to the 19th. And uh, I have a movie that I executive produced called 88 that will be premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival. It stars uh, Brandon Dixon and Tori Naughton, uh, Orlando Jones, whole host of people. And you can get... Uh, passes to a screening either June 11th, June 14th, or June 18th. Just go to TribecaFilmFestival.com and uh, look up the movie 88 and get passes to come join us. Uh, Saturday. Saturday will be a show. Saturday, June 11th, 8.30 p.m. That's the show you you should want to be at because the cast is going to be there. So, uh, yeah, go to Mm TribecaFilm.com and get passes to see the 88 movie that's premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival. And also, the uh, Roots Picnic is this weekend, too. Oh, that's Roots right. Picnic it's a big weekend. weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them, too. And what's that What's that website again, Charlamagne? TribecaFilm.com. Okay. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. 
the positive note is simply this, man. Um, and I want everybody to remember this, man. Spread some love this weekend because you can never find rest until you learn to finally let go of the hatred and hurt that lives in your heart. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.